Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yom Yishua. Today's Yishua is Daf Yud Tet. Uh, we will begin on Yud Chet Amud Bet on the bottom of the page. The words are Amar Reb Yochanan. Now we had given, we had mentioned in the previous Mishnah that there were six uh, different Sedaka uh, boxes that were all for Nedava, and we were wondering why would we need six separate ones. One rabbi had said, because it, we, we don't need six, but we have six because they were six bet avot of kornim, so they don't get into, into a fight. Another rabbi had said that we have six because it, in, in order to symbolize the different uh, animals that are allowed for a korban olah. Shmuel had said because there's six types of korbanot, which we could use for olat nedava on, on the extra money. And Rabbi Yochanan is saying, uh, because there are a lot of um, uh, a lot of money, we don't want the money to get tarnished, so we put them in different uh, minoras. Okay. The reason why they get tarnished is because if it's all in one, then the Kohanim will take out of I guess they don't empty the whole shofar in one day, and they'll always take out the new ones. And you have to rotate, like they, they have milk. You have to rotate stock. You know, you don't put the, put, put the old ones in. So you have to rotate also coins, because the bottom coins will get tarnished. And if they get tarnished, they lose some value. Now, we're in the Gemara over here. Three lines in the bottom. Khtiv, the Pasuk says, This is talking about what Yehoiada does. Uchalotam, they said they had extra money. When they had extra money, they would bring the money to make kelim, the Pasuk says. If you look on the side, I have it on the side of my fancy one, not everyone has. Pasuk says, Pasuk so it said that they made klisharet. So we want to see what kind of klisharet they made. It They made two closets. Asa. That's what he made. He made these two types of closets. He says, no, they made one closet. As the Pasuk says, they told him, the king, and they made one closet. So the pasuk in Devar Hayamim, this was the, the first pasuk with Hayamim Chavdal Yudal. This is Chavdal Chet, which a little before it says they made the king one Aron. Referring to again making the hole in the wall of the tzedakah box to put the coins in. There's a different pasuk that says that they put it in the in the shard of the Beit Hamikdash outside. When they made the one, it didn't sound like they put it in the Beit Hamikdash, which is what they were saying before. It sounds like they put it outside the Beit Hamikdash. So probably it's not the same one. It really is the same one. It really is only one, and they put it outside because they wanted people who are tameh and unable to enter the Mikdash to be also able to donate coins. So it's the same Aron, and it was transportable to be able to move it in and out. Rav Chuna B'Shem Rabbi Yosef says, the Pasuk says, Ach lo yaseh bet Hashem sefot 
Kesef Mizirot Mizrakot. This pasuk is also on the side. Right? On the bottom of the page over here. <clears throat> now, that pasuk is indicative that the Kohen who had the that, I'm sorry, that the money that was in the, 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 the box was used only to fix up the house. And according to this shot, it wasn't used to buy any aronot. The money that was extra was used to fix up the house of Hashem. And therefore, that's a third, that, that opinion goes like the, like the first opinion that we said, that there were two different boxes. And this other money that was used for a box wasn't made for a box at all. It was made to fix up the house of Hashem. Okay, we're up to a brand new Mishnah. Says the Mishnah as follows. Okay, this Mishnah is dealing with what do we do with money that's found on the floor. We already said that there was 13 shofarot. That's the name of the pedic. It's the pedic called 13 shofarot. Each shofar is another pushka. What happens if you find money on the floor in between the boxes? Okay, and we don't know which box it was intended to go to or it fell from. Now, some say that we learn from the laws of Egla Rufa. When it comes to Egla Rufa, we know that if you find a dead body in between two cities, the city that's closest is the city that the rabbis of the city have to come and make the whole ceremony with the calf. Now, from there we see that we can determine a safek item from where it's closest to when you find it. And therefore, our question is about the money, what you do. So we say, Ma'ot ben hashkalim If you find money in between the shikalim box, which goes to the new shikalim, and the nedava box, which is one of the six boxes that go to nedava, karov shikalim shikalim. If it's closer to the shikalim box, then you put it in the shikalim box. Karov lindava. If it's closer to the nedava box, you put it in the nedava box. Mechza What if it's Smack in the middle between the two boxes. What do you do? You plun dava, then you put it in the dava one. Okay. Ben etzim levona. If you find it in between the etzim box for the wood and the levona box that goes to buy extra levona, karov leetzim iplu leetzim levona iplu levona. Mechzal mechzal. If it's fifty fifty, you plun levona. It goes to levona. Now the reason why it goes to levona is because levona is like an actual korban, and wood is not really a korban. It's a donation, but it's not a korban. Therefore, we'd rather make a korban out of it. It's more strict to make a korban out of it. Now, another case. Ben kinim le ola. If you put it in between the one for the birds and the gozle ola. Now, if you remember, there was a machloket exactly about what those two were for. Between the bidan, I'm sure on last Mishnah, but... We say if if it's karov lekinim, if it's close to the blue kinim, goes to kinim. Karov goes deola. If it's close, it goes deola. Blue goes deola. Mechzal mechzal. Fifty fifty. Blue goes deola. I'm assuming that this Mishnah is going according to the rabbi who says that one was <coughs> all ola and one was chatat and ola. Yes, that's what they say. The Rebash says that. According to Buda, they're both the same. Because Buda, if you remember, there was a rabbi who had said. 
that the different, these two boxes, Kinim and Gozle Ola, were just two different types of birds, but all of them are used as Ola. And if so, there should really be no difference. So our Mishnah clearly is going like the rabbi, that there's a difference in between. Because the, the, the rule generally is, Harry, that if you find it 50-50, you want to be strict on it. Now, if you say that they're really both korban olahs, and just one is a turtle dove and one is a pigeon, that's what one of the rabbis said in the Mishnah over there, then there's nothing stricter about, nothing stricter about, about uh, gozlea olah than kirim. So why would it say do this? So after, obviously we're going to grab it, he says, one is a chatat and olah, and one is a olah. Okay. Now, ben chulin says shini, if it's close, be, now, here's another question. Let's say you're outside the Beit HaMikdash, and you have a box which has regular money, and you have a box that has ma'asel shini money. So you would think, hey, it might be ma'asel shini money. Ma'asel shini money has to be in your shalim, it's holy. Reg- other money is just regular money you could use to buy a car. So you should probably be strict. But it's saying, no, you don't have to be strict. Cut over the chulin, you pull the chulin. If it's close to the regular, regular money, you could take it and uh, buy yourself uh, socks with it. Cut over the shini, if it's close to the shini, then you have to put it in the shini. Of course, if it's 50 50, you're going to put it in the shini, because that you have to be strict on. Okay? This is the rule. You go after the closer one to be lenient. And when it's 50 50, you are strict. Ivan, you with us or no? Okay, excellent. Says the Gemara. Lo hutznecha dilo ben shkalim lekinim. The Gemara has a bomb question, which I'm surprised that I didn't hear from Binyamin. This is Binyamin's type of question. If you remember yesterday, the order was new shkalim, old shkalim. Old shkalim was next to kinim. So you should have said between old shkalim between two and three. Why are you saying between one and nine? Because the, the first case was shikalim and nedava. Shikalim is not next to nedava. Shikalim is one. Nedava, there were six nedavas at the end. So why are you mentioning shikalim, which is one and two? Either one or two. Shikalim could either be the new ones or the, or the old ones, which is, new ones was number one. Old ones was number two, and the Dava was the one was was six to thirteen. What's the point, Ivan? You hear the question? I hear the question. Yeah. Strong question, Benjamin has. Says the Gemara. <coughs> what? At Petachlo. <laughs> okay. Says the Gemara. <laughs> that was good, Benjamin. Rabbi Abin b'Shem Pinchas. They made it like a buchlayer. Now, uh, Ivan doesn't have FaceTime, but basically what they did was they made it like a certain piece of jewelry. A buchlayer is a jewelry piece. Now, the jewelry piece means that it had like a U, and then it had a bunch of dots on the front. So almost like a, like a semicircle and a, and a half circle on the other side. So therefore, the first one is really next to number 13. And therefore, the Nidava we're talking about wasn't Nidava number 8, which is the 8th one that's there. No, it's the, it's the six Nidavas, right, we said. And it's the last one, which is right next to 1. Because if it goes in a circle, if you have a clock, let's say, imagine a clock, right? 
when if I tell you this question, like I ask you, why are you saying twelve next to one? Twelve should be next to one should be next to two. It says no, twelve is next to one because when it goes around, it comes out like that. Okay, easy way to understand it. Says the Gemara. We said if it's 50-50, it goes to Neva. We're going to exclude the words that are in parentheses over here. Okay? It There are some who want to explain. Now, when it says there are some who are coming to explain, it's usually answering a question. Okay? So what's the question that was going on over here? It seems like the question was as follows. They want to know, Why is Nidava better than Shekalim? In other words, why we put when something is in between number 13 and number 1, why do we put it in Nidava? Why is that better than Shekalim? Shekalim we're buying Korbanot. And with uh, Nidava we're buying Korbanot too. Oh, good? You hear? So the Mara says, Shema Yiplu Because if you put it in the Shekalim box, so if it gets pulled out with the buckets, then it's going to become a korban. You're right. But if it doesn't, then maybe it'll be the leftover stuff. Which leftover stuff is also used for things that are non-korban, like to fix up Yerushalayim and other things. And that's why we're saying that it's mach, we're more machmir if you put it in number 13 than if you put it in number 1. Because if you put it in number 13, it's for sure going for a korban. But if you put it in number 1, it might go to a korban, but it might not. Okay? Some say that the reason why we put a number 13 is because Mechsa le Mechsa When it's 50-50 we, we, we treat it meaning when it's 50-50 halfway in between one and the other we look at, at it like a guy who gave a shekel and then died and what we do with that we always make, by, make a devah Right? As we see, Amareb Yisa, Ad Anataman, when I was in Bavel, Shamat Kal, Rabbi Yehuda Sha'al Shmuel. I heard Rabbi Yehuda asked Shmuel, Hiflishit Shiklo Omet, if a guy separated his shekel, I said, This is my shekel, and then the guy dies. So we know he wants to give a shekel, but he didn't do it. What do we do with the shekel? Amaleh, so he told Shmuel, so, so Shmuel told him, It becomes an Adavah. So we see that it's also going to Adavah. So it's my clock. Whether really we're looking at it as strict, or it's a special rule that we're saying that whenever, just like when someone dies, it goes to the Vah, 50 50 is like a death. Not because it's stricter, just because it's like a death, so it goes to the Vah. But really, it's not necessarily stricter. That's two ways to understand the answer of why it goes from to, to number 13 and not number 1. Now, a similar law. Let's say you have a Kohen Gadol. Who has to have minchat kohen, and part of the minchat kohen is a tenth of an ephah of flour, and the guy separates the tenth of the ephah of flour, money for the flour, and then after he buys the mincha, he has leftover money. What does he do with it? Yolechem liyama melech, throw it into yama melech because you're not allowed to use it for anything else. The bazar amari plunu davai goes in the davah. Vekasha v'yesh chatat kirvat ola. If it goes in the davah, that means you're taking a chatat. Money. This this chulin was supposed to be a chatat. Welcome, Mark. I don't know why Harry knew you were coming today. Don't ask me why. 
Okay? If you want to know what stocks to buy, ask Harry. Okay? Reb Chizkia, B'Shem Reb Shimon Melakish, Tanai Betin Hu Alamotarot. He says, it's a Tanai Betin for the Motarot. Shikribu Olot, and it should be offered Ola. According to Reb Chizkia, he's a good thing. He's claiming that every time there's extra chatat, the betin makes a rule that any extra money that can be for a chatat should be for an ola. Okay, let me explain this question good. This is another question. The Gemara didn't really ask the question, but let me, let me, I, I skipped it. Let's go back. Go back to the word vikashe. Yesh chatat kereva ola. We have a problem. We said that if you find something in between kinin and ola, if you remember, let's go through the 13 things. The first two were old shikalim, new shikalim, right? The next two were kinin and ola. Okay? So we had yesterday's boxes, right? right. Remember the boxes today? Yeah. And the next two, three and four were kinin and ola, which there was two pshatim. We're going with one of the pshatim now. One of the pshatim was, one is for birds that are chatat and ola. Kinim is a pair. Another one is all olas. Okay? Now, our Mishnah had just said that if you find a coin in between the two, and it's exactly at the midpoint in between box number two or three and number box number four, we have to be strict, and we use it as a ola, gozle ola. And it says, what do you mean? How could we use it for ola? If it's a chatat, you're not allowed to use an ola for it. So the is answering, Urchiski is saying, tonight betin, betin makes a, a condition beforehand, we're good, Betin makes a condition before, and thank you, that we use them for an Ola. Okay? Mara says, Isha Zog might it. Very nice that Betin makes a condition that we want to use it for an Ola. Okay, that's cool. But what about this lady? The lady who has her, who needs the Kapara of the Khatat, if it happens to be in the middle, and it really was supposed to go for a lady who was a Khatat, how is she getting a Kapara? Are you going to make an Ola out of it? What's it going to uh, we made Well, we could do it because Petit made a condition. Hazak Ruk, we didn't make all the conditions they want. It's not going to help this lady. Says the Gemara, Amar Bitzchak, Tanai Betin Hu, Hamisapek et the Kinim, Hu Misapek et the Pesulot. One of the rules of being a vendor to sell stuff to the Bet Mikdash is that you have to also give extra sets. So if we're, we come to you and say, well, hi, we're buying a hundred sets of birds from you for the korbanot. It's automatic that you have to supply 105. I don't know exactly how many. But you have to buy extra ones. In, for, in order to, to offer it for all the people who whose either whose set either became pasul or their set became lost. Now, yeah, it's tricky. That's what it sounds like over here. Give me a second over here. Okay, it's a question, but let's go further. 
I mean, that's why they have that story about the Catholic, about these three women that they come here, and they don't know what to offer. They don't know what really, what the Korban is for. Well, they, no, no, over those, those, those three women, they, they just said something and they don't know what they meant. Yeah. And, and Mordechai was able to tell them what they meant. Uh, at the time of Mordechai, they knew that, but uh, other people didn't know. So then what do they exactly the Korban of? Maybe. That's the question I'm thinking about. That's the question I'm thinking about. No, well, they could say, I'll tell you, they could say whoever it is, that, according to what we're saying now, that, that it was Khatats, every time the, the coin would buy a set of, of birds, they would say, This money is for whoever lady put this in. We're doing this for lady number one, lady number two, lady number three. And in Shemaim, they know who lady number one is because they know who gave the money, and we could just give it. Right? It's pretty cool, by the way. We don't have to know who it is. We know there's a lady who needs a khatat and all. Ah, okay, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. You could do a khatat of nine, though? Maybe there was a 39th lady, maybe there wasn't. That's my question. I don't have an answer to that question yet, right now. That's what's bothering me about the whole thing. If they're doing extra ones for the people who are lost, if you have the word lost, and like we said over here, then maybe there's no lady. How are you allowed to do something if there's no lady? I have that. Okay, that's the real question mark. Thank you. That's the one I was, look, I was looking into now. I didn't get an answer yet. Okay. Let's go. You see, when you're not here, Mark, no one asks these questions. Ben How come the Mishnah didn't mention beforehand? The Mishnah only mentions if you find it in between 1 and 13. And then two and four. It mentions only three different cases. What about the other cases? Answers the Gemara. Tintuba so far we include it in the end. Because the end says, Zeaklav, this is the rule. When we said the rule, that we we go after whatever's closest. And if it's 50 50 with Machmir, so that includes all the cases that we didn't mention in the Mishnah. Okay. New Mishnah, guys. Let's go. Says the Mishnah. If you have money that is in front of the uh, behemah buyer sellers, so you're in Yerushalayim, okay, and you're in the shuk of behemah sellers. Of course, the separate shuks. You know, in Yerushalayim now you go to the shuk Bachani Yehuda, and you have all different stores mixed up. That's because no one's in charge of the city, and everyone does whatever they want. But in the olden days, when someone was in charge of the city, there's, there's, there's a rule. You, just like you go to 40, you know, 48th Street in the city or whatever it is, there's all diamond dealers. You don't have diamond dealers and then you have two butchers over there. No, there's a butcher's place and there's a diamond district. So there was a, a behemah district. And if you find a coin in front of a behemah dealer in Yerushalayim, le'olam said we assume that it is ma'asir sheni money. Why? Because the amount of Masesh and money that was in Yerushalayim in those days was crazy. Because if you think about it, every single person, every single farmer has 10% of his, pro, of his money that he has to bring to Yerushalayim and spend on food. So whenever you found money that was in the, the, the butcher market, the, the animal market, it was Masesh and money. That's all the, all the money anyone has. And I, I, I dare say the fact that the guy lost it it's probably, it's Masashini money. People are not as careful with Masashini money as they are with their regular money. Because Masashini money is restricted money. You can only use it to buy uh, 
You only use it to buy food. You can't use it to. You can't use Masechani money to go to Shur for the guy, right? So therefore, you know, money that has no restrictions is a little more valuable than Masechani money. Okay. Ubaharabite. If you find money on the Temple Mount, on the Mount of the Beit Mikdash, it's chulin. Then we don't say it's Masechani money because. Uh, we, we, we don't necessarily presume that it's Masechani money. Ubi Yushalayim. What if you found it in Yushalayim? In other things, let's say you're walking down another shuk in Yushalayim, let's say the goldsmith's shuk, and you find money on the floor, but it's Yushalayim, there's still plenty of Masechani money. If it's a regular day of the year, Chulin, you assume it's plain money, and you're allowed to keep it. But when you find it during a holiday during the three the Galim, when there's so many people coming in with their Masashini money, Hako Maser. We all assume it's Masashini. Okay? So it comes out that on a regular on a regular one, we assume it's Masashini. Regular day, we only assume Masashini money if you're in the butcher's market. And if it's a holiday, everywhere is Masashini money. Okay? Basashinim Sabasara. What happens if you find meat in the Azara of the Beit Mikdash? And the Kohanim don't know what Korban it's from. If it's Evarim, which means if they cut it up by limbs, which means if it's butchered in a way where you have a whole thigh or a whole chest butchered by limbs, Olot, we assume it's Ola, because they wouldn't cut up the Korban Allah small because no one's eating it anyway. It goes on the Mizbech completely, so therefore they wouldn't cut it up small. V'chatichot, if it's small, cut into pieces of meat, small pieces of meat like you find in the butcher, in the butcher store nowadays, then it's a chatat, we assume it's a korban chatat. Ubi if you found it not in, in, in the Beit HaMikdash, but you found it in Yerushalayim, then it's zivchet shalamim, we assume it comes from a shalamim sacrifice. Where people are allowed to eat it, because that most of the money, most of the meat that people eat in Yerushalayim comes from the Basar Shalim. Every Basar Shalim has a lot of meat that has to be eaten by the owners. They're allowed to eat it anywhere in Yerushalayim. So, therefore, if you find a piece that's cut up meat, you find, let's say, uh, uh, you know, uh, you find a, a, a roast, right? In Yerushalayim, we assume it's from a, 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 a Korban Shalim. And what's the law? And no matter what you do, you have to allow it to get spoiled. Then you then you burn it. No matter what it is, no matter what one of these things it is, whether it's chatat, ola, shlamim, either way, you're not allowed to eat. You don't know when it's from or what it's which korban it is. You know it's ola or chatat, but you don't know what it is, and therefore we take it and we burn it, no matter what. Now. Mark is wondering if we are about to burn all of them, so why do we care whether it's Shlamim or Allah? Exactly. Oh, you also wondering that? We're both on the same page. Good, okay, good. So the answer to that question is we do care because let's say someone ate it by accident. If you ate a Korban Khatat by accident or Shlamim by accident, you don't have to bring a Korban Mi'ilah for having eaten something that belongs on the Mizbeh. But if you ate Ola by accident, then you need to bring Korban Mila. Mm-hmm. So whether 
So we need to know whether it's a ghatat or a just to know what happens if you ate it by accident. Okay? Now. Let's say a guy thought it was, uh, no, they didn't, uh, uh, I forgot to tell you the case. Let me tell you the case. The guy came out of the butcher store, and he bought, from Jerusalem got, and he bought a uh, roast, and he put it down on the table, and he went inside to the bathroom. He came out of the bathroom, and by mistake, he took the wrong roast. And he realized when he gets home, hey, wait a second, the roast that I bought had an interesting mark on the bottom. This is a different roast. Oh my gosh, it's another roast that was there. He goes back, he sees his roast still on the table. That means he ate a piece of roast that was just lying over there. Oh my gosh. Now what do I do? Depends. Okay? I forgot to tell you the case, Mark. <laughs> now, I just made it up now. Um, okay? If it's found outside Yushalayim, Le'evarim, if you find it, let, let's say you found a piece of meat outside Yerushalayim, you're in Haifa. It's definitely not a korban because you can't bring any korban outside Yerushalayim. You're in Haifa and you find on the floor a roast. Okay? If it's le'evarim, if it's a whole side of an animal or a whole leg of an animal and it's cut, butchered into evarim, then it's nevelot, you know it's non-kosher meat. Why? Because non-kosher meat, they used to cut it, they didn't bother to cut it small because they're feeding it to the dogs anyway and they don't care. And if it's chatichot, mutarot. If you find in, in Eretz Yisrael, you find a piece of meat, and you find it anywhere in Eretz Yisrael, it's mutar. Mutar to eat. Why? Because we know it's kosher. Because they don't cut, people don't cut. In the olden days, the old Jews eating kosher meat. There's no such thing as they go to Israel now, the Lo'aleinu, who knows what they're selling. But... In, in, in Israel in the old days everyone was religious and if you found a piece of meat that's cut up like this you assume it's kosher that's a big assumption that's a big assumption but wouldn't you do the same right now Ivan if you found a piece of meat in, if you find a kibbeh in Yeshiva Torah, are you wondering uh-huh. that maybe it's Nivela? I hear I hear okay fine that's a good point okay now Again, we're talking about. We're not talking about the Israel now. If you go to Israel now, right, right, we can't. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's probably. I'm almost not sure if the whole thing is kosher. You mean, probably the the robe is against you. I don't even know where the robe is these days. Mm-hmm. Okay. During a holiday, where there's so much meat. Even an evarim is mutar, which means even if you find a piece of meat that's a whole thick piece of meat, which we said before, if you find a whole leg, that's probably nevela, because why didn't they cut it up? But during the during a holiday, even that you could say it's mutar. The, the, the rov is that it's mutar, it'll be mutar. Now, says the Gemara, Lord Sricha Delo, Baharabait Kodesh. All they have to say is that the money that you find, we said in the Mishnah that if you have money, if you have money in Harabayit, it's always chulin. Why don't we say it's? Why don't we say it's holy? Because we assume it comes from the Ma'ot Lishka. There's a lot of money. You know, if you think about it, we're asking the question like this: 
you're assuming that the money that you find on Harabayit was dropped by a, a guy who came there out of his pocket. Why are you assuming that? Is there more money in people's pockets? Or is there more money in the Trumat HaLashkah? Every single Jew has, we have these 13 kupot with tons of stuff, and you're assuming the money fell out of somebody's pocket. What's the majority of the money in Harabayit? It's a strong question. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Ba, Rabbi Chia Bashem Rabbi Yochanan, Chazaka She'ena Kohen Motzeh Minim Adlashka Ma'ot Achu Machalan Al Behemah. Yes, you, you, in theory you'd be right. But we have a rule that the Kohanim are so, are so on top of things that they never let any money of the boxes leave Harabayit unless they already switched it onto an animal. The money doesn't leave, doesn't leave the box until they switch on an animal. Therefore, any money that came on the floor cannot have fell from one of the boxes. Because the Kohanim are always on top of that. And therefore we know that it's private money and it's Kohanim. Yeah. Says the Gemara. Basar Shinimsa. If you found Basar in the, over there, in the Azara, if we said over there, if you find it in limbs, it's an Ola. If you find it in roasts, it's a Khatat. And in Shalayim, we assume it's Shalamim. Amar, so Rabazar B'Shem Reb Hoshia. Hesia Dat Ta'un Ibur Surah. The rule is, Reb claims that once a guy has a piece of meat from a korban, and he stopped watching it from Tum'ah, right? You're supposed to, when, when you have a korban, you always have to watch it, it doesn't get tamerified. Because once it gets tamerified, it has to get burnt. Okay? Now, in theory, you always have to be watching. Let's say a guy puts down his meat, forgot about it, came back and sees the meat again. Now, since he had hesechadat, his mind was off of watching the meat. So technically, we have to worry that it got tamerified. But still, ta'un ibur so you're not allowed to burn it right away. Because since you don't know for sure it got tamerified, you have to wait till it gets spoiled and then you can burn it. Okay? Amr of Hoshia. Matitin Amrken. We have a proof to this law of Rabbi Lazar from our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah says that if you found meat, you have to let it uh, change form and then you take it, get, let it get burnt. Obviously, if you found a lost piece of meat, the guy has a chadat. And still we said that it has to, you have to wait till it, till it gets spoiled to burn it. So obviously we see a proof to this rule. Says the Gemara, I'm Rabbi Yossi, the Mishnah is right. To eat it, you can't eat it. Maybe it's already too late. Which means the following. We're assuming here, when we say it gets spoiled, it means you leave it long enough for it to be spoiled. Because every korban has an expiration date. Even if it's freezing in the winter and the meat didn't spoil, after one, some korban is one night, so we're the two, 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 korban, two nights of the day, but every korban has an expiration date. Once you wait and pass that expiration date, it's automatically asur. Here we have to, therefore we say you have to, we, over here, we, you can't eat it because maybe it's already too late, and therefore you have to wait, and then they let it burn. Okay. Now we said the Mishnah, Nimtza if you found it anywhere in Haifa, let's say, so we said if it's 
uh, a limb, it's nevela, and we said if it's uh, a piece, a roast, then it's mutar. Says the Gemara. Rav Krispa v'shem Rav Yossi Barab Chanina. He says, when the Mishnah says Evanim Nevelot, we're not just saying Lokin Alem Mishum Nevela. We want to say, not just when we said that, you, again, we said the rule, you find a whole leg of animal in Haifa, it's Nevela. Now, were we saying, Mark, that it's Nevela? Were we trying to say that uh, if someone asks the rabbi, Rabbi, is this kosher? He'll say, no, you can't eat it, Nevela. But if he ate it already, and he said, I don't care, I'm eating it, we're not going to give him Malkut for eating Nevela. Or do we say, no, we know for, for sure Nevela, so much so that if a guy says, I'm eating it anyway, we'll give him Malkut. Are we just being strict in saying it's Nevela? Or it's legit. It's le- or we're saying it's legit Nevela, and we'll give Malkut for it. Right? So says the Gemara. So we just said, we give Malkut. We know it's for sure Nevela. That's what we're saying for the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah says, Just like we said, Just like we said, it's saying just like when we said that you're let, just like when we said, Mark, that you find a brick roast, you could eat it. That was really eating. You could eat, 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 right? So when we said that it's nevela, we're saying it's real, real nevela, and we're gonna get makut. You see it from the Mishnah. So the, so the edim that they give you warnings of don't eat, they have to have a complete dad that it's nevela. Just they say, okay, you know, chachamim is nevela. What did you say? I guess they, we're saying assuming they get nevela, they have to tell you it's nevela, right? I guess they have hatra. Yes. Okay. Rabbi Kesuvda b'shem Rabbi Yosi b'Rabbi Chinina. Im ayu machazolot mutarot, which means if you found them and they're on a string, then it's mutar. Is that what it says over there, um, Binyamin? They're on a string. Has a picture of mechuzolot. Okay, if you find mechuzah, it's not on the string, because since they don't put nevela on strings, so therefore we assume it's kosher, even though it's in limbs. Okay. Now we have a, this is a very very famous gemara. If you have nine stores selling nevela, selling non kosher meat, one selling kosher meat, and the guy bought meat from one of them. Now, right away, uh, Harry's wondering why would the guy, why would a Jewish guy buy meat from a non-kosher store? The answer is no. When he buys meat for his dogs, he buys them or for for his zoo. You do that. You could feed your pet like non-kosher. You're supposed to. Pasuk says la Why should you waste kosher meat on a dog? Yeah. So if you, if a guy's got a zoo, what what does he do? Oh, we're going to Jerusalem Glot to supply by animals from the zoo. No. Right, you go, you go, you go, you go, go to shop. Right, get some chopped meat and call it a day. Right, so uh, there's nine. If there's nine stores, 
And Harry went into one of the stores and he forgot if he went in for the animal or for himself. Right? Choshesh, you have to worry that maybe you bought it from one of the bad ones. And therefore, but but we're not for sure. With Nimsaot, but if you have something that you found on the floor, you go after the Rov. And therefore, we say that if you eat it, you get Malkut. So again, there's a difference where you have it. If you bought it and you know you bought it from one of the stores, so then we have a rule that we're not for sure. We're worried you bought it from there. But we can't give Malkut if you eat it. But if you find it on the floor, we could go with the Rov and give you Malkut. The other way, if you have nine stores with kosher and one taref, right? You don't know which one you went to, that you went to the store and you took it out. Then, we're worried that maybe you took it from the bad one and you don't get makut. But if you find it on the floor, you can eat it. Well, like in the market? Correct. So again, you have a a town, has only ten butcher stores. Nine and one. Nine are kosher, one's not. Everyone sells the meat and puts it in brown paper bags, which by the way, when I was a kid, that's how they sold you meat. There was no uh, shrink wrap packaging that says, uh, uh, with an automatically stamped label, says whatever kosher kosher got, whatever it says, no. It was just... Yes. Hello. I hear you. You hear me, Ivan? Ivan. Ivan, we can't lose the, the Pennsylvania portion of this class. Hello. Ivan? Okay. Technical difficulties. Yeah, we lost him. He'll call back. Don't worry. Here he is. Ivan, you back? We heard you saying hello, and then we we uh, we paused the class for you. Okay. Okay. So now, if you have nine stores selling slaughtered meat, and one store sell, and they all put it in brown paper bags, which used to be in the old days, you put it all in brown paper bags, and you find it on the floor, you're allowed to eat the meat. We ass- we don't have to worry that it came from the from the non-kosher store. We assume it goes on the roof, and it's okay. But if you went into the store to buy it. Call Kavu and therefore we have to assume it's 50 50 and you're not allowed to eat the meat. So if you bought it, you can't do it. But if it's on the floor, then, then you're allowed to go with the rof. Okay? Another rule. Amar Byokran, Hanimsa Nochri, if you find it in the hands of a goy, that's like finding it on the floor and it goes by the rof. So don't think that if you see a goy holding it, you assume it comes from the bad one. No. We assume it comes with a good one. Okay. Reb Lazar, Be'reb Chagai, have a masmich l'Rabbana. He was leaning on him while he's walking. This rabbi is leaning on the other rabbi while he's walking. Cham al-Achad he saw a goy, mekatab min susya umapik l'bla. He saw him cutting a piece of meat from his horse and bringing it to the street to sell. Is this what Rabbi Yochanan is talking about? Which means, he's asking, Rabbi Yochanan had said a rule, that just like 
if there's nine kosher butcher stores and one non-kosher butcher store and you find a piece of meat and a brown paper bag on the floor, everyone knows the mutar. Rabbi Yochanan went a step further and he says, if you find it in the hand of a goy, it's like finding it on the floor. You don't know where it came from and it's fine. So he saw this goy taking a piece of horse meat and bringing it out to the... bringing it out to the... to sell. And he asked him, uh, that piece of meat in the goy's hand, is that also including Rabbi Yochanan's rule? That you're allowed to eat from the hands of a goy? In a, in a town like this? So he says, Amale, he tells him back, that's only if you see him walking out of the butcher store of a Jew. Which means, if you see him coming out from the butcher store of a Jew, that's okay. But in, in the case that we have, where he, didn't leave the, he didn't leave the Jewish butcher store, so it's not a proof. Which means, if you see him leaving a, a Jewish butcher store with the, with the thing... No, maybe you maybe have to worry that if he left the Jewish butcher store, maybe he really bought it for he's walking out the store because he wants to sell to you. Okay. He's trying to sketch you. No, we don't have to worry about that. But unless you see him walking out the butcher store, you can't trust the guy's hand. That's what we were meant. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Chad Barnash with a new story. You, you, you can't say maybe he got a deal to, to, to get the the, the from the Jewish butcher store? Jewish butcher store, don't let the store. Now, by the way, some say, by the way, some answer your question, Harry, by saying that they'll even let you a few hours later, which means you don't have to see him just walk out of the store right now. The guy could be walking around the town for a couple of hours, and now you see him with the bag, and you still let, because I saw him this morning walk out the store, it's enough to buy from even hours later. You understand what I just told you? Yeah, but he, he's coming out of the kosher... He came out of the kosher store at 9 o'clock in the morning. Might have sketched you. Hold on, no, no, that's what, no, no, that's what I told you. There are others who answer the question by saying, answer your question by saying, you're right. Of course, if he walks out of the kosher store, you can buy from him. But you can even buy from him at 2 o'clock in the afternoon if you don't leave the store at 9 o'clock in the morning. Still, maybe you bought... bought the same uh, No, maybe you bought another piece of meat that day from the kosher store. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. Okay, majority is kosher, none of them are right, kosher. Right, right. So but if it's the opposite, you can't. Of course. Right, right. Okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.